Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is Unity Principles Number 1, and was recorded on Sunday, April 16th, 2023. What are we talking about today? Well, I wanted to kick off another series. For those of you who attend here, you know, I like series because it takes us somewhere. It takes us from where we are in our thinking, and it helps us open to a new place and a new way of thinking and being. Somebody asked me one time, well, are you the kind of church where you tell me what to think? I said, no, we're the kind of church that tells you how to think. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, we learn to open our minds to new ideas and realize that the more we can expand into our awareness of God, the better life gets. Anybody have room for life to get better? Raise your hand. Yeah, exactly. All of us, all of us. So I wanted to study Unity's basic principles for a number of reasons. One is, you know, we do, a, we study a lot of different things. We've studied some of my books. We've studied Edwin Gaines. And even though all of our teachings are based in the unity philosophy, the fact is I, Edwin, many of the books we've studied, we've also ventured out into other spiritual paths. Many of you have, I'm sure. For instance, how many people in here grew up Catholic? Okay. Yeah, right, right. Any, any Baptists or Methodists in here? Okay, there we go. Any Presbyterians? Assemblies of God? Church of Christ? Okay. So we've been on a journey for a while, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. So it is a journey. Well, well, the unity principles are so beautiful, almost any faith could agree with them. It's true. It's true. In the early days of unity, when Charles and Myrtle Fillmore um, began unity, they weren't trying to start a religion. What they were doing is trying to bring energy into their own spiritual lives and journey. They were attending kind of a, a what I what we often call in the church business mainline denominations, and that's what I grew up in, right? Where you believed a certain thing and you did what the minister said, and you did not think on your own. Thinking was prohibited, right? So, so, but in unity, 
And now having said that, I had some wonderful teachers and wonderful ministers who did encourage my thinking. But I went to a school that was very limited in its dogma. So there may be a little forgiveness work still to do there. But when when Charles and Myrtle Fillmore were experiencing healings, what happened is they were meditating for hours every day and were experiencing, excuse me, this miraculous healing in terms of the body, but not just the body, in terms of their thinking. And then people around them started healing as well. So what happened was this desire to write down what are these principles that have made this so? Because the fact is they weren't trying to make anything. Something beautiful arose out of their, out of their intense, uh, dedication to their spiritual practice. So in your own life, you're going to make new discoveries. But what I'm going to share in the next few weeks, starting today is, what are these principles and how can they bring goodness into our lives and in the world? Well, when the Fillmores first tried to write all these down, they came up with 600 of them. And that seemed like a few too many to memorize. And they said, well, what if we got real clear? And it ended up with only five principles. And the truth is, there's really only one. And that's number one. Let's look at what principle number one is. We say it every Sunday in some form. There is only one presence and one power, God, the good, omnipotence. Will you say that with me? There is only one presence and one power, God, the good, omnipotence. So there's only one. Say to the person next to you, there's only one. There's only one. There's only one. You say, but what about this? I say, no, there's only one. There's only one. So, so what the Fillmore's learned is that whatever they focus on, you know, now this is the modern word of this is the law of attraction. They, they learned it as the law of cause and effect. What they learned is that what we focus and put our attention to is what we begin to manifest. And they realized that wherever they were, God is, right? And you'll hear me say, wherever we are, God is. Healing is already available because wherever you are, God is. You don't have to convince some God up on a throne to send down a little prezi when you do it right. No, that's not God. That's a limited understanding of God. In unity, we say there's one presence, one power, God the good, and that presence is everywhere, right? One presence, one power, that wherever you are in every cell of your body, in every bone, in every muscle, in this floor right here, in these drums, in this piano, in that seat you're sitting on, Everything is filled with God energy. Everything. As a matter of fact, science is now proving this, although science calls it dark matter. It's the largest thing in the universe. And what is it? Looks like nothingness to us. And it frankly is this God energy. This everywhere present. You know, you may not know this. I hope you don't feel this is morbid, but and I, I spent a time working in the hospital and I worked with a lot of people who died because I worked in various units. I, I worked in the ER. I worked in hematology, oncology. I worked in long-term care. So I would often be with people when they would die. And more than once, I felt the presence leave and I saw the body change. You say, well, what left? Well, that spirit and soul. Right. But it, it had an energy of its own. That was the God energy individualized in that person. 
So wherever we are, friends, God is. It's known in and through you as your thoughts, as your feelings, as your beliefs, as your ideas, but it also exists in you as what we call pure potentiality. Pure potentiality. In other words, what created the universe exists in you. It's why when we think about things, it's why when we focus our energy on a thing that something is created, it's from that God power. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have the God power right now. You have the God power right now. You have the God power right now. Yeah, right now. Right now. Or as my mom would say, no, right now, right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not When I say right now, honey, I mean right now, right now. Right. We have the God power, the God energy right now. Right now. And I want you to just let yourself imagine, what if the world had this idea? Wow. What would happen? We'd stop killing each other, wouldn't we? Yes. Because we'd know we'd be destroyed. It just changes form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is only one presence and one power, God, the good, omnipotence. Now, in the church I grew up in, there was a lot of, not the church, but the school I grew up in, there was a lot of talk about the devil. Anybody have that growing up? And it was to be feared, most definitely. And what the Bible actually says is that any authority given to any dark energy is by God. And it's to help you grow, is to help you move past your limitations. And we know light is the most powerful, and there is no little guy running around in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork. That's Hollywood. That's the same idea that puts God up on a throne with a big, long, white beard with a gold G on for God. Okay? That's not God, and that's not evil. Now, the Fillmore's, the, beginning, the beginners of unity, would affirm there's only one presence. There is no evil. They weren't in a dream world. They saw evil happening, and they said, there's no evil in me or in my life because they didn't want to give anything that was negative any energy. So when we say there's one presence, one power God, it's from this highest, highest awareness. You know, this this uh, highest awareness, I think, is hardly known to us as humans. I think we we experience moments of it, moments of awareness, right? I think we have moments where we feel it. We have moments where maybe we're in meditation or with me, I remember when my son was born. It's like, okay, I get God now. I understand it. The joy that I felt, the energy, the everything. Yeah. That's, or, you know, when there's somebody I don't even know and they smile we and I have a connection, I believe in, I can believe that there's one presence and one power and it's known in each of us. But I've really learned that sometimes to really know God, it has to come through humans. Sometimes we have to know it as we work with each other, as we forgive each other, as we love each other through our tough times. That's how often how we know God. So during this series, we're going to keep coming back to number one. There is only one presence and one power, God the good. Meaning, whatever is happening, I'm going to call it good because I know God is always working on my behalf.
right? So I don't know how a lot of life's challenges, when they're happening, I don't always know it, when, how I'm going to learn or how I'm going to be blessed or how I'm going to move forward in my life. But I know there's some divine energy that's guiding me. I also absolutely know there's some divine spiritual DNA that I have that has called these experiences forward so that I can grow and learn through them and evolve my own soul. So I know whatever's happening, I can attribute to God working on my behalf, whatever it is, even if it's a significant health challenge, even if my marriage has broken up, even if my son has an issue, I'm going to say, God, I don't know how you're going to bless me in this, but I believe there's one here to be had. I'm going to choose to believe that wherever I am, God is, because that makes my life better. I'm going to choose to believe God is always working on my behalf, and there is always one presence and one power available for me and active in me. One presence, one power. And as soon as I want to start blaming somebody or as soon as I start having a hard time, I know that's a that's a um, wake-up call for me to get back centered with this idea. One presence, one power. Say that to the person next to you. One presence, one power. One presence, one power, not two, one. Now, often in unity and in new thought, we like to demonize the ego. Somebody said to me, you don't have the devil in unity, you have the ego. And, you know, psychologically, we know the ego is what? The self, right? The self. Yeah, I've studied a lot of psychology and had a lot of wonderful teachers of this. And so when we say, sometimes we, we say, well, the ego or the, what we're really meaning is the personality, right? That sometimes our personality tries to hijack our spiritual process. That we start to grow and evolve and we start to actually believe wherever we are, God is, and life starts to move forward. And then this little voice comes in and says, are you sure you can do that? That's the voice of the limited ego or the personality voice. Yeah. So let me break down one thing. I want us to think about this as we go through this whole series. We, yes, there's one presence, one power God, but as individuals, it really seems like we're separate from God a lot of the time, doesn't it? Well, in, if you, uh, do any of you like to go to the ocean? I love the ocean. I love the ocean. Well, if we took a glass and we went down into the water and we filled it up with that water, would it still be the ocean? It would, wouldn't it? Now, it wouldn't be the ocean in its entirety, but if you check the chemical properties of that water in that glass, and then you check the chemical properties of that water in that ocean, would they be the same? Well, your body is the container. Your body is the glass. And within you is God. Jesus himself said, no, ye not, ye are gods. Like you've forgotten who you are. As a culture, I believe we've forgotten who we are. And I think many of us are waking up to this idea. I think we are. And I think many more of us are waking up than you'll ever hear about on the news. Yeah, people are waking up. We're waking up. We're some of those people waking up. So. So we are that, that, that individualized container for God. Yeah. But there is an awareness aspect. There is an awareness aspect. It's like asking us, where is God? Is like saying a fish saying, where is the water? It's all around them. It's part of how they breathe and exist. 
right? So that's how we exist in God. Wherever we are, God is. Say that with me. Wherever we are, God is, right? But we are spirit, soul, and body. So we have three distinct aspects of, of this self we are, and that's how it gets a little confusing. Because the God aspect is a spirit aspect that never, ever changes. Like when you were born, you had absolutely the spirit of God in you. When you die, you absolutely will take the spirit of God with you. But you also have an individualized soul journey and you have this physical body that houses the soul. Mostly, although the soul is a little bit bigger than the body. We'll save that for another day. But. But you get the idea, right? So if we're spirit, soul, and body, there's this holy aspect that's always existing, but but we have to work with the body and the soul, right, to access it. And that's what the next three weeks will be about, accessing that energy, that power. But sometimes we have to rewire our brains a little bit because Hollywood and culture itself has said God is way out there. And friends, even Jesus during his time was trying to get people to understand God was right there. You know, in those, in the biblical times, you had to do what? You had to go to the temple, right? And, and let the, uh, the rabbis help you reach God. And Jesus said, no, I'm going to call God Abba, which means daddy. And in a Jewish community, in a Jewish family, there's nothing more precious than one's family there's nothing more connected than one's family right so we're still trying to learn that idea wherever we are god is say that with me one more time wherever we are god is when we believe wherever we are god is when we believe there's only one presence and one power god the good you will realize there is no one to blame you will absolutely realize there's no one to blame. Your work is to grow and expand into that awareness. Wherever I am, God is, and all is well. That's a great affirmation. Wherever I am, God is, and all is well. Will you say that with me? Wherever I am, God is, and all is well. All is well. So when you're going throughout your week this week, I want to encourage you to really notice when when things start to come up and you start to go into that judgment mind. You know what that judgment mind is? Where you, you call everything right or wrong and then you, you want to blame somebody and you want to get mad about it. If you're not sure, just look at the news feed on your phone. You'll be right there instantly. And And see if you can say, see if you can bring this awareness. It's like this expanded awareness that wherever I am, God is. So there's only one presence and one power. So like, like be in almost in this question of how is God providing this divine working that I can't see yet? I want to affirm God is working on my behalf. God is working on my behalf. God is always working on my behalf. Wherever I am, God is. Wherever I am, God is. We are learning to change our thinking from dualistic thinking to thinking of one. There's no longer two. There's one. There is only one presence and one power. God, the good omnipotence. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. 
This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2023, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.